Hello, good morning, Andre here. Welcome to the last episode of the daily. This daily episode finds you on the 30th of July. We are coming to the end of the month, the end of the work week, as well as the end of this season of the daily. Today we have done a total of 150 daily episodes. And you know, I've been just thinking to myself. Uh, I'm sure Pastor Genesis and Axel thinks of in the same way. You know, I think of that scene in Genesis where God has just performed her wonder-working creation power and spoke our world, all of creation, into existence. And then He takes a step back and says, "It is good." And so, in light of all that we've accomplished together. Man, it is good, and it feels good to have been able to do this uh, by God's grace uh, to serve you uh, with all of uh, these resources. I want to encourage you once again uh, to revisit uh, old episodes uh, if you ever get bored, or if you need a, a bit of a booster in your own devotional life. Uh, we're gonna make this content available uh, for as long as you need it. And so, thank you so much for joining with us. Let us begin today's podcast. Today, I'd love to read you a passage of scripture from Philippians chapter one. It starts off like this: Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you have been a regular listener to the daily, you know that we sign off every daily podcast with this classic line: "Grace and peace." Now, it'd be interesting for you to note that in every single letter that Paul writes in the New Testament. He starts off with this same greeting, grace and peace. You might say that Paul was all about grace and peace. He opened every letter with this greeting, with this pronouncement of blessing, grace and peace to you. I think of a passage of scripture, uh, or a couple times in scripture where Paul mentions that we ought to greet each other with a holy kiss. Now, of course, today we don't take that literally.、Uh, it would have been culturally appropriate then. Then, but I believe Paul、uh, would instruct us、uh, regarding greeting one another, and would be so deliberate, even in his greetings,、uh, as he writes each letter, because greetings matter. That expression to greet each other with a holy kiss is to extend love, warmth. Acceptance, belonging, love, and joy to the other person, and that's why we take time on Sunday mornings to make sure that we greet one another.、Uh, it is important. It is a, a way of expressing our love. It's a way of expressing warmth. It's a way of pronouncing or、uh, even blessing onto another individual, and that's what we read in all of Paul's letters. He opens with this greeting. Grace and peace to you. Now it might seem soft, right? This idea of grace and peace. These are words that we use ever so commonly, 
And in many ways, it's lost its oomph. It's lost its power. Because we, you know, through regular use of the language or in light of our modern sensibilities, have lost appreciation uh, or uh, are unable to see uh, what Paul is actually saying and doing uh, in this act. That word grace there is the word uh, charis. Uh, and it, we commonly understand this word grace to mean unmerited favor. Uh, a Greek theologian would write about grace in this regard. Grace is that which causes joy, pleasure, gratification, favor, and acceptance. It's a favor done without any expectation of return, the absolutely free expression of the love of God, finding its only motive in the bounty and benevolence of the giver, unearned and unmerited favor. Isn't that a beautiful definition? And we all know grace to be such, don't we? It is unmerited favor. It is favor that we don't deserve. Favor that isn't rightly ours, but is freely given to us. And we experience this unmerited favor through the cross of Jesus Christ, that which has paid for and atoned uh, for our sins. God has taken on the penalty of our sins and now in His grace, He extends mercy, kindness, reconciliation, forgiveness, and belonging to us. It is an unmerited favor. But grace is so much more than unmerited favor. To just define grace as unmerited favor is just scratching the surface of what grace as defined by the biblical authors is to be. Uh, let's check out this other passage of scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It says this in God's word, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And here we see grace taking a different shape, seen in a different light. In some sense, grace is that which is this force, this power that enables us, that gives us the strength, the impetus, the resource to work hard. Paul is saying here that his grace was in me and therefore I work harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me, that which has sustained me and made this work possible. It is a kind of divine empowerment. It is to be backed by heaven's resource, to be fueled by the Spirit of God in order that we may work and labor for God and his kingdom. That is grace. And the next word is the word peace. And that is the word uh, irony, which is where we get uh, the English name Irene from. Peace to you. Now we often understand peace to be the absence of conflict, where there is no more unrest, warfare, and just negative stuff. Then there is peace. Peace to many of us is when everything has been worked out when all things have been settled, when there is no more confusion, darkness or pain, then there is peace. But this is really different from the way the biblical authors view peace. Peace as uh, seen in the library of scripture is a kind of stillness and calm and restfulness, not in spite of conflict or not at the end of conflict, but right in the middle of conflict 
we think of that scene where Jesus was in this state of peace as the storms were raging around him, as waves were crashing onto his vessel, as everything around them seemed to uh, suggest that they were going to capsize and die. Jesus had this kind of peace when he was in a boat with his disciples. That is peace. Peace is a kind of restful uh, stillness and presence in the midst of conflict. But again, peace is so much more than that kind of rest and stillness. To the Jews, uh, peace uh, would be translated as shalom, and it's a kind of greeting. They would greet each other with this word shalom, and it meant more than just peace, be at rest. But shalom was a one-word picture for basically the Garden of Eden when everything was in right order, where God was walking with men, when everything was as it should be, that was shalom, that was peace. One theologian defined peace as such is the harmony, tranquility, wholeness, well-being, salvation of the total person, reconciliation of persons and societies to God, as well as to one another. It is peace at the deepest level. And that is shalom. That is peace. Now, it's interesting that grace to you was a common Greek greeting and peace to you, shalom, was a common Jewish greeting. And Paul would use these two greetings together as if to say, hey, Jews and Gentiles, you are to come together. There is no more division in Christ. We can have the fullness of God in Christ Jesus. Grace to you, peace to you grace and peace to you. But it doesn't just end there. He says this, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This grace and peace that Paul extends to all who read, or to all who have read and all who are currently reading his letter comes from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This divine empowerment to which we've just spoken about this desire and sense of well-being, of, of everything being made right, of shalom, as things are intended to be, comes not from Paul, not from our plans, not from our sense of self-effort, but it comes from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And what Paul is essentially saying is this, that your soul's deepest longings, your soul's great need, your need for strength, your need for resolve, your need for empowerment, your desire for things to be made right. All of this is found in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And this need is the human need. It applies to both Jew and Gentile. Your desire for grace, your desire for peace. All of this is found in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Now, this is such a rich, rich verse that we've just broken apart and spent some time reading. But I feel that it would be an utter disservice to the letter if I don't just go on and read the verses that follow this amazing greeting. We've just read of grace and peace extended to us from God, grace, empowerment, peace, as things are supposed to be. Now, I'd like to just answer a couple of questions as we close. What is this task 
or what is the work that God desires for us to do or to have done to us that requires this empowerment? And what is this peace, this shalom, the will of God, the intention of God manifested in our life? What does that look like? What is God's vision for our lives? And I think we can get somewhat of a picture as we read down this letter. In verse 3, he says this, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Verse 7, It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart, whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel. All of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Verse 9, this is the crescendo. This is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Isn't that beautiful? And here we see a vision of maturity through the life of Paul. Here we see what Paul means when he talks about this good work that has began in us, that God has began in us, that will find its completion on the day of Christ Jesus, until the day of Christ Jesus. He talks about how he has this joy as he prays for God's people. He talks about this joy being present even when he's in chains. And he also talks about how he has this deep affection for God and his people. Joy in circumstances and an enduring love. And then he closes off with this prayer. He prays for God's people that their love may abound more, may be overflowing, that they will be a conduit of God's love unto others that they may also have spiritual discernment to discern what is best and that they, at the end of all days, will remain pure and blameless before God so that God may receive all glory and praise. Isn't that a stunning vision? But isn't that, you know, in some sense so unattainable? Where do we even begin? How much self-effort can we possibly conjure up? to even begin to measure up to this. How is this even possible? And here we lean back on what Paul has said, that we can have this confidence that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And this is done because God has extended his grace and his peace to us grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is freely given to us, his people, so that we may grow in Christ-likeness 
so that this work, this budding work that has begun in our hearts may come to completion so that we would have joy in circumstances so that we may grow in abounding, enduring love for the other so that we may have spiritual discernment to discern what is right, pure and true from what is evil so that we may stand in the last day. Grace and peace to you, God's people. And so in light of all that we have just heard, let us first of all take a moment to rejoice in the gospel, the good news of God's kingdom, that we do not have to rely on our self-effort, on our own strength, but God has richly extended to us His grace. And let us also rejoice that we have a peace in Him that surpasses, that transcends all human understanding. No earthly mind could comprehend the peace of God that governs the hearts and minds of all who call Christ the Lord. That grace and peace is now given to us, is now ours. And so, this morning, let us receive God's grace and peace that has come to us through the Spirit from God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, that we are reminded of through His Holy Scriptures. And so I can invite you, wherever you are this morning, to just lift your hands before you as a symbolic gesture of receiving. I invite right now to take a deep breath in. As you do so, picture yourself receiving and inhaling God's grace and peace. Even as the air begins to fill up your lungs, picture your spirit man, your soul, embracing and receiving all that God is depositing in you now. As you take a deep breath out, imagine yourself reading your body of anxiety, of stress, of worry, of anything that is antithetical to the way of Jesus, to the mind of Christ, to His good intentions that are extended toward you. And let's spend a few moments receiving of God's grace and peace, this great gift that we have because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Beautiful. I hope that that time was just refreshing and enriching for you that you've experienced God even as you leaned into Him this morning. You know, I want to echo the words of Paul in verse 3 of Philippians 1. I thank my God every time I remember you. Every time I think of you, saints, I think of you, church, and I think of you all who have not met in person that uh, have chance upon this podcast. I thank God for you for the work that He is doing in you, for the work He has done in you, and for all that God desires to accomplish through you. 
And so for all of you who are listening right now, for one last time, thank you so much for tuning in to an episode of The Daily. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.